Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Good Monday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. You got Delonte. What up? You got BJ on location. What's going on, y'all? And of course, you got me, the big guy, KG. How y'all fellas doing? Pretty Hanging good, in there, man. man. Good, trying good, to, good. Trying to knock this out on a little break from work, but let's do this. All right, let's jump right into it. Now, Delonte, this your baby. So you go ahead and take the lead on this one, brother. So, uh, you know, be more, well, well, by, well Brooklyn, be more's own Carmelo Anthony. He was on uh, ESPN's first take. A Smith about people disrespecting his name, um, Chauncey Bullock making comments, which were, you know, within bad timing, considering, uh, you know, everything that Melo's gone through and the fact that, you know, he's yet to be signed by a team. And uh, me personally, you know, we we spoke on this um, the last show, and I'm going to have to speak on it again. It's it's a tragedy, a travesty, and a tragedy that Melo has yet to be signed. Like, yeah, you know, um, his marriage will, you know, his personal problems aside, you know, and then, you know, it's the whole love child thing. But come on, man. Melo, he's definitely better than 65, probably 70% of the players that's in the game, in the league now. Like, you look at some of these rosters. And I, I name again. I named the teams the last show. Um, it's probably another ten teams I can I can name that he can easily be inserted into their roster and into their game plan to make that team successful. Um, I just uh, it's, it's a travesty and a tragedy, man. I, I think Melo should definitely be signed. Um, you know, I, I don't like the. I don't want to label it as blackball. I think it's too early to call it that just yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on, man. It's it's an exec you know, executive out there that's that's gotta, you know, get their head out their butt and and sign this man. You know, what, what, Junie, what's your go ahead, Junie? What's your take? Uh, I'm hearing crickets, so I, I'm okay. That's, okay, that's I'm me. Talking. That's that's hey, that's me out in nature. <laughs> so y'all gotta bear with me. I got the AirPods in. I don't have a um. I don't have um I don't have the regular podcasting headphones with the mute. So just enjoy that nature background. Man, them crickets trying to get on the podcast. But anyway, but look man, <laughs> I I like uh Carmelo man. Um I think I think a lot of teams are looking at him or what happened to him in Houston. He said in an interview he felt like he was fired from Houston. Okay. And I think a lot of teams are looking at that. But me, I feel like Delonte, I feel like he's still better than about, what, 65% of the other players in the NBA right now. But um, I think he should get a job somewhere. Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can name more. You know what I'm saying? I, there's some teams I didn't name that I can name. And people are like, oh, yeah, Detroit, you know, Milwaukee. You know, you think Giannis can do it by himself? No. Toronto, I like. Come on, man. I I, I can go on and on, man. 
Well, fellas, I'm a I'm on a short break, so I'm gonna dive into this real quick, and y'all know I'm long with it. So sit back for a second and just take in what I'm about to say, okay? We've talked about this multiple times on the show about Melo and about what's going on in the NBA. And I, and I sat and watched the Stephen A. Smith interview with Melo. And from what I got from that interview, I didn't feel like Melo was 100% honest. I felt like I felt like it was a scripted interview, like somebody sat down with him to, to iron out what he needed to say. And in that interview, Stephen A. Smith, without – I think if it was a private conversation, it would have been very, like if it was on HBO or something, you would have heard a little bit more cuss words. But Stephen A. Smith called him out a couple of times because he, he told him about Chase. He, you know, you chased the bag when you had the opportunity to sign with my, uh, Miami and Chicago. Oh, I'm sorry, Miami. And, and that's when Melo mentioned he was about to sign with Chicago. So here's, here, here's the holes in the story that I didn't like. And I'm going to mention one because I know I don't have a lot of time. Melo was saying that he was going to sign with Chicago, but he was hearing stuff, you know, that, hey, this person's not going to be here. This person's not going to be here. So you're telling me you heard this from people in the org, you know, you're behind the scenes here, but you didn't hear anything about how New York ran their organization. That, exactly. that, that right. See, that right there is a red one of one of the many red flags in the interview. OK, so and I'm going to take it a step further. I think Melo's better than. 80% of the NBA rosters right now, I'm not questioning Melo's basketball. We know, I feel like if, let me let me backstep a minute. I felt like also in the interview, he never, he never took blame for his part on why he's not playing. It's deeper than basketball, okay? It, it's, it's way deeper than basketball why Melo's not playing right now. And then, it, and, and, the other thing I noticed too, Melo has a lot of friends, so-called friends in high places. And I'm talking about LeBron James. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about Chris Paul. I'm talking about Dwayne Wade. I'm talking about, you know, anybody else that he feels is close to him. And he still does not have a job. That has to tell you something. Okay? Because if they really wanted to, when he was in Houston, Harden and Paul Chris Paul could have been like, hey. If Melo, if y'all going to, you know, can Melo, we're not playing. That could have been easy. You have two superstars on the team. As much crap as we talk about Chris Paul, he's still one of the league vets, and he has a say. So that did not happen. Oklahoma, he got canned in Oklahoma. Russell Westbrook and, and Paul George could have easily said, hey, we need him. And, and went to the GM and be like, we need Melo. Y'all need to sign Melo back. That's the end of the story. Just like MJ did in the day, just like uh, uh, Kevin, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, the GM of Chicago back in the day went to Michael yeah. and Scotty about signing si Dennis Rodman. Absolutely right. right. Okay, so this, this goes on. And LeBron James, it hasn't happened in L.A. It, 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 Paul George, he played with Paul George. There's no whispers about the Clippers. This is deeper than basketball. I know y'all know the show Hoarders where they go to these houses and it's 10, 20 years, 30 years of junk in a house. All right. The basketball game Melo possesses is the house. We can see you got a house, but the inside of your house is disgusting. Okay. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I think Melo would have a job. No, no, no. I don't even go back that far. 15 years ago, before social media popped off, 
Melo carries so much baggage with him. And it's, uh, we're, I'm just talking about the surface baggage we can see. This, the scandal with his wife, the love child, this, that, and the other, being somewhere he's not supposed to be with this woman and that woman. Okay, that's fine. That's what we see. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors and what the players are saying about Melo. Because Chauncey Billups made a bold statement, and I believe Chauncey Billups because, and I've said this numerous times about that statement, I believe Chauncey Billups. You go back, Chauncey Billups hasn't said anything out of pocket, kind of like Paul Pierce. If Paul Pierce said it, I've been like, he just he just want to stay. He want to keep his job on TV. Right. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to just create some attention. Chauncey Billups is not that person. As far as I've been following Chauncey Billups, he's been straight up, a straight shooter. And for him to say what he said about Melo scoring 30 and they losing and he, he's still being happy and dapping everybody up in the locker room versus scoring 20 and they win and he's moping, like, you have 16 years of baggage, all right? You have a rap sheet. This is why you're not playing ball. It's not because Mel- Melo could come in and if he's willing to, and I, I didn't I didn't get a genuine when he said he was willing to take any role. I didn't feel like that was genuine because we just heard him say on the Rockets, he scuffed it coming off the bench. We just heard that. This was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. He just scuffed up coming off the bench a year ago. And I talked about Melo's mindset. I don't think his mindset will allow him because he came in the league with LeBron James. He he rode that wave of being the league. Not not we're not talking about coming in the league and being, oh, he might be the next great superstar. We're talking about coming in the league and saying, This is LeBron and Melo's league. This is this is the future of basketball. That's a mountaintop that very few people can touch. And I just don't think he could come down from it. And I don't think that the, he was genuine about taking any role. I think it'll hurt his pride if he has to come sixth, seventh off the bench to help a L.A., Clippers, or the Lakers, Portland. You know, I, it hurts me to see Melo not playing because I would like to see him. You know, I miss the Melo of, of the old with the Braves in Denver scrapping and, 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 and playing ball. That mellow died in New York, okay? That mellow died in New York. He talking about New York was where I was supposed to be at. And like I said, I go back to what he said about Chicago and you hearing this, that person. New York was never, ever, any year he was there, New York was never a favorite to win the championship. Never. Not close. It wasn't close. They had never had a team where you could say, Man, if they didn't make it, you know, they, it went to a game seven. And if, if certain calls went a certain way, they could be in, a, in the NBA finals. They never had a team like that, ever. So you can't sit here and say that I heard this, that, and the other from Chicago or Birdie from here or why I didn't sign in Miami. And you talking about you didn't hear this from New York. You just felt genuinely about New York. No, it goes deeper than that. Your wife wanted to be in New York. They wanted out of Denver. You wanted the limelight. You wanted to to be. He kind of said it. He wanted to do. He said he wanted to do what nobody else was doing. And but he kind of kind of told on himself too because you wanted your own team. You didn't want to play second fiddle, third fiddle to because uh, at that point in his career he would have been third fiddle to LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Okay, he didn't want to be third fiddle. He wanted to be number one. 
And that's what his, his problem is his mindset. And until he comes out of that and, and, and apologizes truly without a scripted interview, you, know, Carm- you won't see Carmelo Anthony in the NBA again. His career is over. And, and, and before I leave, fellas, because I got to run and do a couple of things, I'm going to go back to what I said. He's supposed to have these best buddies. Are, are they but the banana broke crew? Mm-hmm. None of them want him on their team. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's the reality. Nobody wants him on the team. I mean, Chris Paul's career is about to fade away in Oklahoma City. They're not going to win. They, they probably won't even make the playoffs. It's just Chris Paul there. You know, but you, Oklahoma City already went through it. It's a reason. It's a reason. You, it's, it's three sides to the story. His side, the truth, and everybody else's. We heard his side. We're not hearing the truth. And we're not hearing what everybody else knows. And it's a, like I said, it's a reason why he has not played. It's a reason why the Houston GM went to him, if that's the way Melo said it happened, and fired him. Because you, you have to think, it's, it's repercussions for your actions as a general manager. If you're treating people like trash and you're doing things a certain way, other players are going to notice that and not want to come to your team. So it's bigger than basketball. I think Melo has some demons that he's suppressing and that he's not admitting to. Like I said, he told a good story. You know, it wasn't Oscar worthy, but it was a good story, good listen. But I think Stephen A. Smith, if you if you pay attention to the interview, he called him out without calling him out a couple of times. So, you know, fellas, that's it is what it is. It's sad to see. Uh, oh, he downplayed the whole farewell tour. He said he didn't he didn't say that all of a sudden, and we know damn well he said that. He we know damn well he said he wanted a farewell tour. He's trying to clean it up. He's lucky it's not on 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 video or something. Him saying it with the social media age we live in, he's lucky that that he can kind of because you know now you don't you you got to believe him. He said he didn't say he didn't say it, but it's deeper than basketball. I hope to see him, you know, catch a team somewhere and at least you know try to try try to attempt to salvage his career to end his career, but. I really don't think that's going to happen. So before you, but fellas, before I, you jump, BJ, ahead, real quick, that whole deal when he went to New York, yeah, Lala wanted to go to New York. Everybody knows that, but he wanted to go to Miami to play with D Wade and Chris Bosh and LeBron. He wanted to go down there and form their super team. They told him not to come. Go get your money, is what they told him. He wanted to team up with Chris Paul. They told him go get your money. And, and, but here's the thing. Now that everything, now that we have a, a rap sheet on Carmelo Anthony, it, are they telling him that because they don't want to deal with him? And what kind of friends are that? Those are exactly. not your friends. Uh, you, you, because everybody at that time, they formed that super team in Miami to win championships. Mm-hmm. They won two. Okay? And that could have been Melo's ride to a championship. So you're telling me to go get my money versus securing my career. I can always go get money. Because they, they didn't last. But what did LeBron stay down there? Three, four seasons? Four seasons. The Heat was there four, four years. So Melo could have went down there, played four seasons, got two rings. Hell, we don't know. It, with Melo, if they could have worked it out with Melo, Wade, Bosch, and James, they could have had three or four. Who knows? Who knows? They all took less. So it could have worked. 
it could have worked. We don't know. It's, it's coulda, shoulda, woulda. I'm just saying that that Carmelo back in 2010 was a powerhouse, mm-hmm. kind of. He, he, you know, he still is a, a kind of a powerhouse. But I just feel like, you know, the writing's on the wall. Your own friends – friends are supposed to guide you the right way. And I think right now they're pushing him away, and it, it's, it's something we don't know. And that's all I'm going to say. But, fellas, I got to go. I got to make this milk and bread money. So y'all have a great podcast and I will talk to y'all later. All right. Hey, thanks for being on, man. Make some money for us. <laughs> All right. More, 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 most definitely. All right, All right. Well, I mean, that was a mouthful and can't sum it up any better. And because... also a long break. I guess that's the privy of being the man. I mean, I, I guess I don't I don't have that privilege, so. But, I mean, it's got to be something. We always talk about it. Which mellow are you going to get if, if you sign them? Are you going to get the Killer Instinct mellow or are you going to get Hoodie mellow? But and, you say what? At this juncture, if, if a team do time, mellow. But oh, I, I just I, I I wonder. That's all I wonder. Which one are you going to get? But I think he does deserve another shot because he didn't do anything. His personal life is his personal life. If him and Lala decide, Lala, which one? Whichever one you choose. But I hope you get Killer Instinct, Mellow, the one that'll rip your heart out, the one that went head to head with Kobe, the one that can score at will. That's the mellow that I, I hope that you get, whoever signs them. But my, my my question is, you know, you can sign him, but whatever he does off the yes, court, sir. if it's not uh if 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 it's not detrimental to the team, whatever he does in his personal life, if him and his wife go back and forth cheating on each other, that's their business. That's not mine. Right. That's not the NBA's business. So if that's the case, fine. But that's that shouldn't hinder his career. Whatever happens, because we can name 10 players sitting here right now. All three of us can name 10 players that have had outside babies on, side, on their wives while they've been in the league. It didn't hinder their career. I mean, why should it hinder his? Now, all of a sudden... All of a sudden, uh, uh, the NBA has a moral compass. So, that's just where I'm at. Uh, what, what we got next, Delonte? Um, I think next up on the menu. Oh, oh we got Junie back. Hey. Matter of fact, hey Junie, I know what I wanted you to go in on. Now this yours. Uh, we talked about it last week on the Tuesday night flight. Uh, LeBron putting on a dunk show and Bronny Junior AAU layup line. What's your feelings on that? As a father, as the father of a son, because you you have sons. So as a father, how do you feel about that? Well, this 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 not this is gonna be sweet and short. It's not gonna be long. First of all, I am one of the biggest 
LeBron James fans out there. All right. Now back to this. I didn't agree with it for real. We all know what LeBron James can do. We see him on TV day in, day out. It to me, it was almost like he was still in the spotlight from Bronny. And uh, I know you want to go out there, have fun, show off, shoot, but far the dunking and all that stuff. I think he was getting a little too carried away. And that's coming from one of the biggest LeBron James fans out here. But, yeah, I think he was getting a little carried away. He was still in the spotlight. Well, you know what? I I said to Delonte last week, I said when it comes to the spotlight of these young kids, whether it be Bronny, whether it be Scottie Pippen Jr., Dwayne Wade's son, I think his name is Zaire, whether it's one of those kids, I think the spotlight is too bright right now. These kids ain't even in high school. They're in middle school. And the spotlight is too bright. Let them develop in peace. I mean, them being shoved out into the forefront is one thing. But, I mean, granted, kudos for LeBron for being the dad that he is. He's an awesome dad. Yes, he is. And uh, every Tuesday, I can't wait for Taco Tuesday just so I can say Taco <laughs> That's all I want. But hey, let me just say this, man. I give LeBron James all his credit for being a good father, but I gotta tell you, man, you right there with him, Kev. KG, you right there with him. Well, I, I appreciate that, Junie. I really do. I just I, I don't wanna I don't wanna be the one to steal the kid's spotlight though, because that, that's what I feel that he kind of did because he put that show on, but it's a lot of days that have the opportunity to do that and don't even do it. So, hey, hey, I I also want to add this. Um, far as them thrown in the spotlight too early, to me, that's something they can't help. Look who their fathers are. Their fathers are big time superstars. And I'm gonna tell y'all somebody else that y'all don't talk about much. And but she now she listen to me now she she's getting a lot of spotlight too. Because who her father is, but a lot of people don't talk about it. But she is in a spotlight. That is Kobe Bryant's daughter. Yeah, yeah, and Kobe coaches her uh, her team, if I'm not mistaken. And he's taking the team to WNBA games. I love it. I love it. These guys, kudos. I give these guys five stars. They doing. They've been awesome dads, awesome role models, man. I gotta give it to them. Well, there it is. Uh. Fellas, let's jump out real quick, take a break, come back and regroup, and then we're going to talk a little bit of NFL because, Delonte, I know you had an amazing weekend all the way around the board football-wise. Do we got to take a break already? No, I'm just playing. See y'all later. (laughs) I'll be right back. (laughs) And just like that, we're right back. Uh, one last thing on the NBA before we jump to NFL for you, Delonte. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Cooper. Oh man, boy, suspended for two years by FIBA for using a a woman's urine to take his drug test, and the woman turned up to be pregnant. <sighs> what? Yeah, yeah. DJ Cooper <laughs> suspended for two years by FIBA. For trying to alter a drug test by using a female's urine and the female turned out to be pregnant. Wow. 
I, I, I want to call him something, but hey, this is the uh, family show. I almost did. <laughs> but uh, you need your behind, whoop, young fella. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, this, this might be probably, oh, man, what we at? We in August. I think come December, this still might go down as top five, one of the worst spells of the year. I, I can believe that. I can believe it. Yeah, this, this is uh, pretty deplorable, man. Now, jumping over to NFL, Delonte's Broncos versus the Atlanta Falcons. That was last week, last Thursday, to be exact, August 1st. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I, y'all won that game, correct? Because I can't even find my results. Yeah, we did. It was a uh, 14-10. Yeah, last minute touchdown. Yep. Last yeah. Well, yeah. Last minute, last second touchdown. Yeah. Um. It, you know, it was a a, a learn. Um. You know, let me uh, and real briefly, I'm gonna touch on Drew Locke. You know, didn't look. You know, I mean, you know, he was he, learning. This is first. You know, first game. You know, first pro game. So of course, you know, you're not gonna get a, a damn Marino type of performance, but. You know, it was a learning game. Some of the throws were good, um, overthrown, but you know, the you know, he's got a lot of mechanics to work on. But as far as the actual, oh, in our defense, you know, defense looked good. Um, but for the most part, it was it was good to see us get the win. You know, of course, people they'll be like, oh, it's just preseason, but you know, I'm, it's always good to get a uh, you know, open up the. A new football year with a win, so I'll take it. Hey man, Drew Lock looked good to me. He he had to shake off a few cobwebs. You know he was very nervous. You know, first really game preseason game. You know he had to shake off the nervousness, man. So I, I think he did pretty good, and I think he's gonna be good in the long run also. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I can definitely uh, co-sign that. Junior, he's definitely gonna be good in the long run. Um, I think once he settles down, you know, and actually, you know, connect with some of them throws. I mean, like the connection is it, gonna come. It's gonna come. It's gonna come sooner than later. Yes, sir. You know how early it is. Yes, sir. Yeah. Again, you know, I just say this is this was like his first ever like pro football game. So of course it, it ain't gonna be pretty. It's gonna be gritty, but. You know, you, you got to go out there and, and learn and learn from your mistakes. So, right. And shout out to Drew Locke, man. Well, he going to have somebody behind him pushing. The nephew of Super Bowl MVP, former Redskin Mark Rippin, his nephew Brett Rippin, threw that last second touchdown with 126 yeah. remaining. So, he's going to have, if that continues, uh, he's going to have somebody pushing him behind him. I mean, I just hope that. Brett Rippon is not done the way, you know, where he's on fire in the preseason and winds up on the practice squad, kind of like the Redskins did uh, Colt Brennan. Right. Who could have been a starter here, could have really made some noise, but eh, things happen. But overall, you guys look good. I can't say much about it, but I just – I'm just glad football was back. That's about it. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. So we move from Thursday to Saturday. 
and we had the Hall of Fame induction. Uh, a lot of former Broncos went in this Saturday where Ty Law's former Bronco. You had the owner of the Broncos go in, Pat Bowling, uh, Champ Bailey, who is probably considered a Bronco for life with the reports that I heard that came out uh, that the Redskins waited until maybe like two days before the ceremony to congratulate him. Yeah, that's, that's a, a, a Smith Shady. Yeah. So I ask you this. Uh, what was your favorite part of the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies? Uh, I, I would say the uh, the Pat Bowling part by far. Um, I, I think, you know, the fact they had his kids involved and, you know, the, the, the tribute that they gave him. I, I was I was impressed, man. I was impressed. You know, cool, you know, kudos and 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 uh, a major, major, you know, um, rest in peace to uh, Mr. Bowling. You know, he 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 really changed. You know, the the ownership game. Mm-hmm. He really changed the ownership game. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I'm proud to be a Denver Bronco fan. I'm proud that he was, you know, the owner. Um, hopefully, you know, his his, his children. You know they, um, you know keep keep the the organization you know and and good trusting hands moving forward. Um, I trust that 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 they will. So, you know, I'm I'm just uh, I'm I'm proud, man. I, I, I was, to be quite honest, happy for you, being a, a Bronco fan, being family. Period. I was happy for you. Because that that's it's like the same feeling that I had in two thousand eight when Art Monk and Daryl Green went in. Uh, that that was the, uh, then also when uh, Jerome Bettis and Tim Brown went in on the same night, two Notre Dame alum. So I, I know that feeling of just pure joy when you don't get up out of your seat because you don't want to miss anything. Right. So I, I know how you feeling, and I mean it, it, it's. A beautiful feeling and it, it tastes so sweet. <laughs> but uh oh. Ed Reed and Champ Bailey's uh speeches stood out to me the most because um not only did they talk about their time in the NFL, but they talked about a, a few social issues. They used the platform to bring light to light the social issues and things that are going on. And I, I felt that that was real classy of them. Because they could have yeah. just made it a, a me, 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 me. And this is what I did. And I'm the greatest. I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm up here and you not type thing. But that's not how those guys are. Right. And I, I, I felt that that was, uh, that was absolutely amazing. And oh, then. Yeah, I, I agree. It was a, a few things that came out about Ed Reed. That I didn't know. And he, he had said that. Uh early in the season for maybe about the first seven, eight weeks, depending on when they played the Colts, he would run the wrong, he would, you know, line up wrong and run the wrong zone and things like that. Just so Peyton Manning could see it and study it. And then he would line up right against the, the, uh, against the Colts. And when Peyton Manning went to throw, he could pick him off because Peyton Manning was studying for him to be somewhere else. I said that right there, that's some in-depth studying right there for Ed Reed. You know you got to play Peyton, who's a, a a classroom technician, and you do it wrong on purpose 
So he sees it and thinks he's going to exploit it, and then you do it right when you play him, and there it is. It's a pick. So, uh, what, what what we got? What we got. I, I guess that's a, about it, fellas. Um, before we get out of here, though, uh, yes, this is a pretty much sports podcast, but we deal with real life too, and uh, the two tragedies that happened over the weekend in Dayton and El Paso. Uh, our hearts, thoughts, and prayers. Go out to all those affected. Uh, one day, I, I hope we can live in a world where nothing like this happens. Where you don't have mass shootings from people because somebody else is different. No doubt. And thank you for bringing that up, man. I really wanted to find somewhere in the podcast to uh Give our prayers to the uh, families, and I'm glad you brought that up. I I learned it from you, Joni. I mean, I I know how to bring real life into our sanctum of, of of fun and silliness that we have here at the sideline junkies. But this is straight real life, and you had uh, I believe they said the death toll in Ohio went up to ten, and it's twenty two in El Paso. So that's oh 32 people that lost their lives, and that's men, women, and children. So sorry to hear that, man. Uh, they are, they, 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 if I'm not mistaken, the Red Cross is asking for blood donations down in uh, El Paso. Uh, so if that's your thing and you're, you're able to do it, uh, please donate blood. Just donate and just help any way that you can, but let, let, let's take this, which we should have been doing this a long time ago. We have to start looking at it as, you know, if you have a problem with a particular set of people, uh, I, I'm going to need you to get some sort of help. And you run into public places. And then also we had last week, we had the, uh, the shooting at the cheese festival with children and, and, and adults were, were killed. Mm. And we, we have to stop this. This is, this has to stop. Okay. It's no way this world is ever going to heal itself like this. If we don't love one another, we can have differences. And I, it's a lot of being on the internet and social media, you know, it's a lot of people you got differences with, but I'm not going to pick up a gun and go shoot him because we have a difference of opinion. We got a different skin color, religion, whatever you want to call it. Cause we're all different and we're all special in our own way. So with that being said, Hey, love one another and, and cut the foolishness out. Y'all stop it. KG, you couldn't have said it no better than what you just said. For everybody out there listening, Salah and junkies, we love you. Yes, indeed. All right, fellas. Uh, I guess we'll come back. Uh, well, we got a game. We Hey, Redskins play Thursday. So I guess we come back Friday and uh, see what they did. And let, let's see everybody overreact because they'll probably win the game like 41 to 7 or something like that. And then you think so? everybody going to react. Oh, we going to the Super Bowl. Awful. One 
preseason game. Yeah, because Cleveland will take it. You're right, <laughs> 41 to 7. But anyway. <laughs> but uh, that's all our time. Uh, fellas, any parting words before we go? We out. <laughs> that's it. We out of here. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.